Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. What's up, everybody? I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. That's not even Australian. That is, I don't know what that's, that is. That's Cockney. That's not I'm Australian. I'm offended. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> I, terrible. I am personally offended. Can we by go that? back? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, sorry about that. We are. <laughs> this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, and I'm a jackass. But we're excited you're here. And uh, Kevin, how are you doing? Man, I'm feeling fucking great. I'm feeling how are you good. Doing? This, the beer a, is giving me life. I've got a tasty buzz right now. What are you I'm, sipping? I'm having some Southern Bells, which is a Belgian-style ale by Arches Brewing or Brewery in Hapeville, Georgia. It's down by the airport. I, li- I I'm If nothing else, well, it's a delicious beer. It is. It's awesome. The, and also the name is hella clever. Yeah. Southern Bell. It's great. Because Bell, Belgian. If someone held a gun to my head, God yeah. forbid they ever do, and said, <laughs> name your favorite style of beer, Ooh. I would say Belgian. More specifically, I'd say Belgian triple, probably. Okay. But anything like Belgian beer is just like, that's my jam. So like this is right up my right alley. Right up your alley. Yeah, it's, it's tasty. Thank you for having it in your refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I aim to please. What do you got? I am st- I'm sipping on another Chihuahua. I ate you. Uh, this is the original Mexican-American lager. There's trademark. never been one before it. TM. I mean, <laughs> I will say it's getting the job done, my friend. It's delicious. It is awesome. Here at, here at the, the onset of episode four, we are feeling good. Yeah, that's right. We're back to talk a little bit more about Mad Max 2, The yeah. Road Warrior. Welcome uh, back to any of you who've been with us throughout this series so far. And if you're here for the first time... Uh, welcome. We hope you enjoy it. We also encourage you to go back and get caught up. Um, yeah, if you're here for the first time, you really do yourself a favor and go back and listen to the previous episodes before this one. Pour just yourself to- a, a, a couple of beers. Drink them both at the same time. We should also mention um, our new relationship. That's right. We uh, we have joined. We're not talking about Tinder. <laughs> uh, we are part of the last of the Action Heroes podcast network. We were approached. We were invited to join. I was excited to do, to do so. Yeah, man. It's basically, a, I guess, a group of dudes spread out over the U.S. and Canada. 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 That's a country. Who love the same shit that we love. I mean, I feel like guys who grew up in the era that we grew up, 80s kids, 90s kids, we all watched these same things. We got left at home by ourselves a lot to watch TBS. Somebody's got to kill the babysitter. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, man. It's, uh, you Fucking know, the cable guy. <laughs> TNT, AMC, USA, TBS, WGN. Yep. These movies were on heavy fucking rotation. If you know that there's a movie out there called Kick 
boxer two, <laughs> then this is your podcast. You know, this is the shit for you. I mean, and the network is the network for you, the podcast network. Absolutely. So, so check that out. If you're listening to us there, um, find our back catalog on our own channel, six degrees of Schwarzenegger. If you're listening to us on six degrees of Schwarzenegger, check out uh, the last of the action heroes podcast network on any sort of podcast platform and subscribe there you'll get our shit along with all the other guys. Yeah, man, they've got they've got podcasts about Stallone, Seagal, Seagal Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. There Damme. might be a Van Dam one over there. If not, uh, I want to be a part of that. I was about to say, if not, then, well. then go back in our back catalog and check those out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, but it's awesome to be a part of it. It's awesome to be sitting here sipping on a beer and talking about this movie with you. Absolutely. We're Thanks talking for about me. the Road Warrior. Uh 1981, which still... That predates I, your birth, that yeah, your existence, right? That's true. I was born that same year. Mm-hmm. I don't know when what the release date was on this particular flick. I do know that the number one movie in box offices at the day of my birth was Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I God. am proud of. I feel like it says something good about me <laughs> <laughs> that that movie was number one. Honestly, I... Um, in a, in a previous life, I was married to someone who was two weeks younger than me. Mm-hmm. And on the date she was born, the number one movie in the nation was called A Continental Divide. And it was some shitty ass like John Belushi picture, I think. I think I've um, seen it. Yeah. And I just feel like, boy, what a movie that no one's ever heard of versus Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. I, I feel like that gives me cool points by association. I think you you came out on the right side of history, my friend. I am, I am living my best life. As soon as you're gone, I'm going to put on Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought you were going to say that you're just going to like... Yeah, I was, pour <laughs> another beer. <laughs> and skate on in your socks. Listening to some Bob Seger. <laughs> you better. And you're, and Turk better be doing Fucking it with you. hell. Hey, Turk. Um... So yeah, we're talking about Road Warrior. This movie fucks pretty hard. Um, <laughs> Extremely it has, hard. It has for nearly 40 years. Yes, this is its 40th anniversary. Yeah. It has for 40 years. And, it's my um, 40th anniversary. Oh, that's scary. Oh, don't let it be scary. Embrace that shit. We got to find 40 something. is the new uh, 16. <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We got to do something big for both of our 40s. But in the meantime, we got to talk about <laughs> The Road Warrior. Um, <laughs> That's true. So this podcast intrudes. <laughs> so this movie so far, I'll get you caught up. Um, post-apocalyptic future. Max Rakatansky has been m- moseying around the wasteland for five years, living by his <laughs> wits right. alone with the help of his dog. dog. Living one tank of gasoline at a time. That's right. Stumbles upon with the help of the gyro captain, a refinery community that has been assailed by the marauders led by the mighty humongous or just the humongous, the Lord humongous, whose lieutenant is named Wes and Wes is utterly obsessed with Mad Max for some reason, for some reason, Max agrees to help the community by going out and finding a rig that's big enough and powerful enough to haul out a tanker full of gas so that all of their wildest dreams can come true and they can travel 2,000 miles east across the country to the coast and the beach. Um, but it's also sort of self-serving. Yeah, he wants gas Max, so he can get he's out. He's like, if I do this for you, you'll load me up with all the gas I can carry because right. I'm not really part of you. So they agree to it. 
he manages to get the rig into the compound, though not completely unscathed, the rig, I mean. And um, just in the nick of time, they clo- they managed to close the gate. Wes uh, delivers a threat to Max as he, like, jumps across the wall to join the Marauders. You can run, the- but you can't hide. Right? And the Marauders, like, as they are wont to do at the end of each chapter, leave. <laughs> they, go, they go back to camp. So that sort of picks us up uh, for episode four. Absolutely. So we pick up. It's like a party inside the walls. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they run off the Marauders. They've gained a couple of new vehicles as well that they've picked off from the Marauders who did get inside the gates. So there's got the curmudgeon. He's like an elder statesman in the community, though not the leader. Yeah, we kind of reckon that he is some relic of a bygone era. He, he seems, wears an army helmet and like an army, uh, like a military type jacket. He looks like fucking Australian Patton or yes, something. Yes, totally. Yeah. But a blowhard. Yeah, totally. I feel like he's yeah. not an actual hard ass. Yeah, no. He, yeah, he, like we talked about how he found that uniform in someone like dead person's house and put it on. He's also, he seems very happy to see the gyro captain. Everyone seems, like, do they know him? Everyone seems very impressed by the gyro. I wonder if they've seen him flying around before and just wondered who has this, the, the curmudgeon's like, you did a great job. That's my man. Like, do do you know this man? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that they're just like, for him to have survived that long with that flying machine probably takes some measure of ingenuity. Plus, he was like helping Max out, which I guess they may have seen from yeah. their vantage point. I don't know. The gyro captain is being very like sort of like uh oh well humble. <laughs> no, he's no. like, don't go overboard. Uh, you know, he's he wants to ingratiate himself. I yeah, think totally. with the community Agreed. so that he can get that gas connection basically plus he's sizing up the ladies already yeah like it's the moment he landed Um, (laughs) feral kid approaches the gyrocopter he's like fascinated by this machine uh gyro captain tells him don't touch it that's a precision instrument (laughs) he he tries to shoo the feral kid away but the feral kid sort of like snarls and growls that's awesome (laughs) it's It's so good tremendous um he sounds like a dirt bike when he's doing his little snarls but uh Gyro Captain, he seems fascinated by the young woman with the the top ponytail. Yeah. On, uh, she's a cutie. I can't blame him. She was cute as hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Curmudgeon asks him if the gyrocopter can carry two people. He says, uh, he says possibly, like, yeah, like leering. leering. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, totally. He's leering at the at the girl who's credited in the credits as Captain's girl. Yeah, like so, she's like, you know. okay. like okay. She seems to give a forced sort of a smile yeah. at him, although I think we see later that she's not not into him. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. Um, what do you, what's the curmudgeon? Is he her dad? I almost now feel like he's her, uncle, he's a fit, caretaker. Yeah, I read him. I mean, he could have been that girl's dad. I think I don't more know like how, a grandfather he seems, or older he uncle seems or something. 60s-ish, yeah. and she's probably 20. Early 20s, yeah. Yeah, he could be two generations removed. Um, so the, a wounded Papa Gallo, who's Who, the leader yeah. of, the, of the refinery clan, he starts ordering people to be prepared to leave tonight. You know what to do, yeah. he says, and everyone sort of goes. Just to, get on with it. <laughs> there's a bit of a twist ending here that I, I'm going to try not to give away on the film, but based on that line, it does seem like Papagallo's plan has sort of always been in place. Yeah. Like of what they're going to do totally. to get out of here. Like, cause everyone seems to know. Yep. I, I completely agree with you that, that this was something that they had planned for like for a the while. Contingency had been laid. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he asks, what's the status of the rig? This this is one of my favorite bits in the whole movie. Oh, dude, it's incredible. The the mechanic, he's relaying the laundry list of damages back. He's got a radio cracked at the core. It's got, got you know, a cracked timing case cover. It's <laughs> broken a couple of teeth off the timing gears. Yeah, so right, yeah. Radio so is damaged at the core. His sidekick is like uh, his money. His he's sidekick so, is, is relaying the information back to Papagala, who's like up on the... Um, up on the walls. Yeah. You got, uh, he's like, oh yeah, okay, but what does all that mean? And then his lieutenant, uh, Zeta, relays back, yeah, but what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> 24 hours. He's like, okay, you've got 12. And he's like, okay. And his like, sidekick's like, okay. <laughs> it's all, see, I, I kind of, I feel like that's how working it, like in an agency was. It's like project managers would come for an estimate on like how much time it would take to finish a pro how much time do you think it'll take you to finish this and i'd be like honestly i need two like days of work what is it okay you got one day they're like okay well you have three hours and i'm like okay "Okay, sweet (laughs) it's gonna take as much time as i have yeah Uh, Uh, yeah that's that was always like how much time do i have to do it uh uh-huh this whole bit though a hilarious, amazing. Apparently, it was like something that the actors all just sort of improvised on the set. It's so like, good. I mean, I think the dialogue was set, but like the fact that they'd relay it and it'd be funny turned it was like a thing that the actors came up with. The the guy that, the guy that is the mechanic sidekick is like one of the most lovable characters in the whole movie. <laughs> it, was he wearing Bennett's? <laughs> like from Commandos, his macrame vest. Was it, I wonder if that the was a white, thing in Australia. Like uh, this, that was high fashion in Australia in the early so. 80s. Was a macrame I'm surprised vest. it hasn't, hasn't been. Maybe it has, and I just missed it. But if it He's comes a back, doily. <laughs> a sleeveless macrame vest sweater <laughs> thing. I want that. I'm into it, dude. So uh, Warrior Woman, she comes over. She takes over the flamethrower that Max had been operating. She apologizes for misjudging Max. One thing I like about these Mad Max movies in general is they never they never push a romantic angle. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, Fury Road, like he's never trying to bang these girls. No. I don't know what that means. I sort of I get the impression almost that Max is like still being faithful to his wife and his he's, family. Yeah, I think it's PTSD for Max. And then also like, I mean, yeah, there's a survival element that comes in. Would I one would argue guess in that uh-huh. in that world like to perpetuate the species but i i would imagine that that level of stress probably fucks your libido like hard True. and you're just like not it's also like it. you don't form attachments yeah yeah probably scared to form attachments um, for real but he's i also it struck me as kind of almost like eastwood in unforgiven yeah where he's like i'm being i'm still faithful to my wife right. like even though she's gone um yeah, doing the right thing by her so Max comes down off the wall. He gets a hero's welcome as well. I love Feral Kid like falling in step beside him and like uh-huh. like changing up his step to walk like and right and stuff. I also love that Dog was like glued to his side. Like Dog. Just, he was in contact with him almost. What a great fucking animal. Yep. Um, everyone seems to think like, you know, with you, with you on our team, we got a chance. Right. You know, about Max. Uh, a woman... Uh, comes and gives him like presents him with these her treasure which is some shotgun shells Mm -hmm. um there was also like another cute woman in the compound making eyes at max Uh just a smaller woman yeah max is like look guys like i'm i'm done doing what i promised it's been a pleasure doing business with you but i'm leaving it's a fucking full han solo move yeah that one he's like you know uh, you got your money i guess that's all you came here for you know that sort of thing i wonder if there's anything he cares about or anyone i care (laughs) <laughs> Luke sucks. 
So later on at sunset, you got humongous marauders. Or they appear to be torturing their captives. Yeah, that that silhouetted shot against the horizon of them doing whatever it is. They're well, they doing were lighting one dude on fire. It seemed like. I mean, they had these other dudes like sort of tied up there on these like X's as like a sort of a crucifixion. Yeah, that's almost. exactly what I thought, too. It's sinister, but it's a very cool shot. <laughs> yeah, it looked fucking amazing, didn't it? Uh, Max is just like wrenching on his car and having dinner with dog. Eating yeah. that dog food. He does I, seems like un, unperturbed or unconcerned about anything else. This is another moment that made me. You remember the sequence years? This would be years later in Die Hard, like the sudden push ins. Like there's one scene where there's like several push ins in a row. Yes, and it's, it's, yes. it's where uh, Hans finds out that Holly is. Yes. Is, is is uh his wife so it's, it's like, like kinetic sort of yeah, camera max, work. max having dinner with dog and i love that like dog's got his bowl up on the hood of the car he's like eating out of a hubcap i it's think it's so, so awesome but like there's that push in then the captain captain's girl push in and then a push in yeah. on humongous himself who starts speaking in the pa is For so sure. cool he's saying you have defied me you know you'll know the vengeance of lord humongous i promise you no one gets out of here alive it's fucking ominous shit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, as I said, like Max doesn't necessarily seem all that concerned. He's probably heard all of this before. It's Tuesday for Mad Max. <laughs> it's like, okay. He's like probably dealt with a thousand psychos. Yeah. Like in his time, he's just eating his dog food. Uh, <laughs> his dinky die. That dog, God, that dog is fucking incredible. Yeah. Man. I want that dog. Did you read in your research? Did you read like the story about the dog uh-uh. and how they found the dog and everything like no. this? So, the story is that this dog was basically rescued by the filmmakers on the, it, they just got it from a, a pound like the day before it was going to be put down. Shit. They said they just like, they, they needed, they wanted the most Australian looking dog they could find. That's him. They said, so they went into the pound. Uh, they found this one dog. He's an Australian cattle dog. Mm-hmm. He's the breed also known as a blue healer. I think, um, Basically, they said he seemed smarter than the other dogs. He brought in his mouth. He brought a rock to them and sort of placed a rock at their foot. Like, let's play a game with the rock. Mm-hmm. And um, it seemed like basically, I think the the animal wrangler was like one of the stunt coordinators, girlfriends or wives okay. or something like this. And she's like, this dog is smart. Like, I feel like we could train him. And then they got him and they brought him to the set. That's and, unreal. And after the movie was done, one of the crew people adopted him and took him home and this was like his one and only movie appearance but he's like a fucking star yeah it's amazing it's a feel-good story i love it dude so now from this tender dog moment we cut to montage it's like a freak downpour it yeah, seems like because we're nuts. in the desert humongous's marauders are like just fucking raging dude it's, it's like, like fucking burning man or it's something like Sturgis out there or some shit <laughs> yeah dude it's buck wild um Humongous is like, we don't hear what he's saying, but he seems to be giving a very impassioned speech. He's like arms flailing around. Yeah, like a dramatic reading or something. Well, (laughs) what they said was that he was reciting like some sort of a Swedish fairy tale. Like they just said, just talk. You know, we're not, it doesn't matter what you're saying because we're going to whatever. But he was like just about um, a couple of kids who like get captured by a witch and eaten or some shit. I don't know what. It was fucking wild. There are guys like spinning donuts in the mud like fireballs it's once upon a time in madison wisconsin you could walk by the library mall like on a weekday night and there was like this yard outside and this walkway and there would be we called it the circus 
the library mall circus, <laughs> but there'd be these like, there'd be people like LARPers out there casting spells and oh, like shit. fighting. And then there'd be people like on slack lines, like walking and people twirling fire. This is just like on a, a regular like weeknight. <laughs> and this, that's what this scene <laughs> reminded it's, it's, me of. I love all of it. There's more torture going on. Yeah. And then Bear Claw the Mohawk character is just fucking freaking out. <laughs> He's just like waving his, it seems like a bloody, his bloody claw. Like He's probably killed someone. I, I, yeah. I wonder if that rain was real. Cause apparently while they were filming, there was like a, a it had gone like apparently years in this area without rain. And then it rained while they were filming. And it's just like, you wonder if, it's like, holy shit, it's raining. Like, let's just turn the cameras well, on. It's like when they were filming like Helm's Deep in Two Towers and uh -huh. they're like, shoot, we got to film, roll. Was, was that like, real rain in fucking, some of the shit? Yeah, fucking cold and it was like really raining out there. That's badass. Yeah, my notes here say it was the first rain they had had there in four years. That's insane. That's like some Death Valley shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's fucking wild. So inside the refinery, the good guys are getting all their vehicles yeah, the ready. Mood is, the mood is much different inside the refinery. <laughs> I dig that the I I loved the car they scavenged off the Marauders, yeah. the one that was sort of like a old style race car, mm -hmm. like it was just long and skinny with the outer wheels like just exposed. Yep. The one that Papa Gallo winds up driving yeah, later. And that's that's one of the ones that we were like when we were first talking about the movie. It's like every, things are bespoke. They're just like we're gonna put whatever odds and ends we can find. We to made build a, a car. we have an engine and a chassis, and we're just gonna put it all together. There's somehow. lots of welding, like where there's fire twirling and murder outside. There's lots of welding happening yes. inside. The curmudgeon is rounding up the livestock. <laughs> Uh, Everyone's got to have a job. The gyro captain, he's trying to like sneak out of there with the girl. Dick. It's weird, right? She was ready to run off with yeah, him quick. Seems like she was. Yeah, he talked her into it and, and you know, despair sets in. She was probably like those instincts like to survive. You can't exactly sneak off in that thing. No. Like, I feel like you need a runway. Like you got to get moving and up to speed. Like yeah. it doesn't just disappear into the night quietly. Agreed. At any rate. She hesitates. She like can't abandon her people. Right. This is um, my family. She which says. is good for her for taking charge of her own life. I felt like uh, it seems really short sighted for the gyro captain to be like, let me steal. Let me steal a girl and a couple of cans of gasoline and like be on my way, like and ditch these people. Right. Like, this is a community, you know, like if that's what you're into at all, like he should pitch his tent. Yeah. It, but it was very. Sort of an unexpectedly stand up for him to be like, or right, I'll stay too. Yeah, she says she's staying, right? And it seems like Gyro Captain decides, okay, well, I'm sticking with her. Yeah. Which is, I give him credit for that for sure. Totally. I love it. I didn't notice until recent viewings that she's always just got this little puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. It's just amazing to me. Um, dude, did you think that Bruce Spence, Gyro Captain, had this full like Steve Merchant, Stephen Merchant thing going on? Big time. Like just Definitely. lanky, sort of goofy bug eyes and a funny face. If they did it again with the Gyro Captain, Stephen Merchant would be the guy to would play. Would be him. the dude. Yeah. I love that. So Love Stephen Merchant. We got Thanks for listening, Stephen Merchant. <laughs> yeah, he's out there a hundred percent. Yeah. To say hey to Simon Pegg for us. And Ricky, and, uh, Ricky Gervais. Yes, Ricky Gervais all the as boys, well. Nick Frost. <laughs> So now Max is loading up his car. And Edgar. Sorry, we should, we'd should be Edgar remiss. Edgar Wright, yeah. yeah we know sure. you're a big fan. <laughs> we love you, buddy. Well, happy to have you on next week. Yep. Um, now Max is loading up his car. Curmudgeon and Papa Gallo come into the garage. Papa, I think Curmudgeon is like, look, I told you he's leaving. Right. Um, Papa Gallo limps up to him. He starts telling him, like, look, we want you to drive the tanker. 
And uh, I think Max tells him, you know, look, I'm sorry. I did my part of the bargain. Yep. Like, we get this, yeah. Uh, we can Papa, make a new contract. Papa Gallo tells him, like, we'll make you a new deal. And Max is like, you know, I've got everything I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa Gallo says, look, you don't have a future. We can offer you that. They tell Max, basically, they're heading to paradise, 2,000 right. miles away. What was it, Sunshine Coast? Sunshine Coast, which is on the east coast north of Brisbane. I feel like Waterworld, the movie Waterworld essentially just ripped off this movie in general. Yeah. But especially this bit where they're like, we got to get to this mythical place that's out there. Totally. Uh, where everything's going to be good if we can just get to this place. People are always ambling towards the coast in post-apocalyptic worlds. Hey. You notice that? Like in the road, no, they were headed to the coast. Yeah. and then Good point. Yeah. Everyone's always headed to the coast. <laughs> so... Curmudgeon breaks out the postcards. It's like just babes in bikinis yeah. and, and sun, sunny beaches. Fresh water, plenty of sunshine, nothing to do but breed. <laughs> now, for me, that shit is, that's a tempting offer. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, Sold. For, for Max, yeah, he doesn't seem that into it. I don't, I don't know. Max is just like a lone wolf. You ever looked at a map of Australia? Yeah. Just like a topographical map? No. Like, like what, what, what do you mean? But I'm just like. Now it's just like a map of the green. Country. Yeah, there's green on the green coast. On the like coast very like slivers red. of green, and then just there's just like a blob of tan. <laughs> yeah, it's just like ooh. And I, I want to see all that shit. I do man. too, man. I'm, I'm I do so too. I'm with shit. you. I'm with you. We would need a guide, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need a plan. <laughs> a plan, at least. Daunting. Papagallo, he presses Max on you know what it is you're looking for out there. He goes like bad cop on him. I felt like he got harsh. Yeah, quick. there's a lot of like pushing and getting in his face and grabbing him and stuff. All like, happy out there, are you? One day blurring into the next. You're a scavenger, Max, a maggot. Yeah, well, it's like, whoa. You know that? You're living off the carcass of the old world. This is this is not the way, Papagallo. Yeah, he's going hard, dude. I'm not sure what he thinks. Like, is that, you think that's going to get him to stay? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, also, Also, how does he know Max's name? Maybe, on on screen, we've never... He hasn't told anyone his name. Maybe mm, that's Off a, screen, he could have, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think that's the, that has to be the assumption. Okay. So Max is like keeping his cool. Papa Gallo starts pressing him about what pushed him over the edge. Kill one man too many. See too many people die. Lose some family. Yikes. And Max sort of like turns away quickly. Yeah. Papa Gallo senses that he's like hit a nerve. He's like, that's it, is it? Lost some family? He's like telling him that doesn't make you anything special. Right. Ooh, that's fucking brutal. That's a cold-blooded thing to say. Yeah. Max just turns around and decks him, lays him out. He deserved it. I love that awkward slow motion sort of fall. Yeah. <laughs> he has. It reminded me of like, you remember when Yoda knocked the fucking emperor over? I think in, it was probably uh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith when they were fighting the Senate. Yeah. And he just sort of awkwardly falls over, yeah. like topples over a desk or, uh-huh. a, or one of the things that's just... That just makes me laugh because it's real. I think that's how it is in real life, but it's like awkward for a film. We just slowly, he like falls into oh, an oil oh drum. And oh. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. Um, so yeah, Papa Gala tells him we've all suffered loss, you know, but we're carrying on with dignity while you've decided to go out in the wasteland and live amongst the garbage. He just tells Max, you're nothing. Yeah. It's like, yikes. Okay. Harsh dude. Now it could be that Papa Gala has a point. Like, I mean, as the humongous said, like they've all, lo- everyone's lost somebody in yeah, this world. You're going to rise above it or wallow in it. Um, but the big question, like, is it that Max enjoys the life that he's living? Like, or does he just think like what your plan is a pipe dream? Like, what well, do you think's going on with Max that he doesn't want to be a part of it? 
that that's that was what I was wondering just now is like what what is Max doing? What's he been doing for, for five, five years? years? Yeah. That's it. The question is: Is it just staying alive? And if it's just staying alive, then what's there's the easier point? ways than driving nonstop and yeah. battling because he's obviously not like road. driving around to help people, and he doesn't seem really that interested in hurting even the bad guys. He doesn't want to seem to have much just to like do with anyone. Trying to survive. I got I got thoughts on it. I want to explore it at more length. Yeah. Maybe, more maybe towards the end, the end of the okay, film yeah. as we see like how his storyline sort of sure, reveals itself sure. here or whatever but um yeah he doesn't seem to i don't i don't know Does, he seems like maybe he doesn't want to be if he thinks that what they're doing is a suicide mission then he doesn't then maybe it's like welcome. i don't want to be responsible for more death or i don't want to be a part of this that i don't really good. know I go um, along with that. We got Papa Gallo and Curmudge and they leave. Yeah. Max goes back to sort of loading up the vehicle. Um, he puts the booby trap back on his fuel tank. Feral kid sort of drops down out of the rafters and awesome. with his little baggage and hops into Max's car. Got my overnight bag. I love that shit, dude. Yeah, he starts playing with the music box. Yeah, Max notices. I love that like, he opens that red ass like suicide door on the car. Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> it's so, so good. Um, Max basically tells the kid, you know, scram. The kid's not going anywhere. He sort of snatches the little music box away from him and tosses it across the garage. Mm-hmm. Kid scrambles off to go pick it up. Max and, like, uh, chucks his stuff Max, after. He takes this pretty harsh, to be honest. Pharaoh kid comes back and Max sort of runs him off. It's like every scene from fucking White Fang or whatever where you're like trying to get the dog to leave. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. I don't want you here yeah. anymore. This, it was this moment that I really wondered, like looking back at the Pharaoh kid, kid, if he was like a marauder whelp who got abandoned and adopted somehow. Mm-hmm. Cause he looks more Marauder than Refiner, but anyway, I feel sad for him. And the music is super sad at this point too. Like Brian made it a good job of like capturing this moment. Is, in the score. Moments like this, like tug at the heartstrings yeah. for sure. Cause I don't know. So I don't know that this ever comes off as much as George Miller might have wanted us to, to pick up on it. Mm-hmm. But I think that we're supposed to gather that Max himself has sort of gone feral Mm-hmm. over the years of like living on his own out in the wasteland Definitely. and like that's why the feral kid's sort of drawn to him it's like a kindred spirit thing i totally buy that like i think i don't know where i read this or or saw this but in like fury road same thing like that he's when he when they capture him they're like we captured a feral yeah you know whatever but i think the idea is that max hasn't maybe talked to anyone in years right you know yeah. before this like that he's he's been out on his own lone wolf in it whatever that he's just sort of as but he doesn't come off as as feral as this child maybe right. he doesn't look as i think it's just because he doesn't look like him also this kid can't talk or chooses <laughs> not to talk he's yeah he's uh speechless um so now later on we got max he's going to leave yeah he's got his car he's all loaded up the top lieutenant zeta is yeah. telling papa gallo like we shouldn't let him go or he's like at the very least we should keep his vehicle it's like what there's no asshole. honor with him. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What's Dickhead. what is the what are you gonna do? Just put him out, I guess. I don't know, or give him a shittier car. Um, but basically Papa Gallo is like, you know, he's fulfilled his contract, he's an honorable man, we're gonna let him go. Right. He's playing with the little hourglass mm-hmm. in that moment with the sand, watching the sand flow through. It's a little bit of foreshadowing. Right. Um Zeta is asking him, Well, who's gonna drive the rig now? And Papa Gallo says he's going to do it. I am. Like, to the lieutenant's dismay, knowing the ending, I think we see, I guess, why Zeta's dismayed. And that Papa Gallo is, like, 
setting Max up to for a fucking double cross. Yeah. Um, which is kind of shitty. Yep. But um, the people look forlorn as Max is l- going to leave. He moves the bus yeah, out of the no, way. No joy in Mudville. <laughs> Gyro Captain comes up to him. He tells him he's he understands. Like you know, you're not, you're you're stupid maybe, but you're not a coward. <laughs> I love that. Um, he's basically saying like, look, you know, you kind of you shouldn't be splitting up a great team here. Like we could make a go of it with these people. Right. Basically, I like how quickly Gyro Captain's changed his outlook. Yeah. Just in a couple, of, I wonder if he and Pussy will do that. <laughs> Love will make you do fucking things. She put that good good on That's him. That's right. <laughs> um, it's a good performance by Mel Gibson, I think, though, because he's just like, you know, see you around, maybe. Like, good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just like, it's all, it's understated. Yeah. He's got his gas, I feel like, and his mission is accomplished. Right. I feel like, honestly, he had his mind made up like the moment he was up there on the bluff. Yeah. Sizing everything up. He's like, I got to get in there and get some gas. Yeah. That's all well, I, I care think there's, about. And there's a lot to what you just said. It's like he knows a group that big with, yeah. the, with that kind of odds is or those kind of odds are that they're not going to make it. I but, mean, in theory, it's good to run in a pack, right? If right. you're if you're a, a prey, not a predator. But Max, I think, is a guy who is probably stronger on his own. Right. Than with a group of people slowing him down or whatever it is. Um, so he drives off into the darkness it's kind of optimistic to think to me that he's just going to waltz through the Marauders. And that's what I was saying. There. The fact that he didn't at some point in time mod that car up to not make noise like that. Yeah. Is it's the insane. fucking last of the V8s, man. It's loud. Yeah. I, I like Feral Kid climbing up on the wall to watch him off, though. That's sad. Oh, it was a great moment. Yeah. Now, out at the camp, day is dawning. <laughs> I also wondered, is this the best time for Max to have been leaving, like, as it's getting light again? Should he no. not have gone out in the dead of night? Yes. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's like... When I leave, it's going to be dark, but I need, I don't want to turn my headlights on. So let me leave right as it's starting to get light. Maybe he's thought this shit through, (laughs) but Wes, hears the roar of Max's massive engine and sort of snaps to attention. We go. He's got face paint on now. I'm not sure why he's got like war paint. That's why baby. Time for battle. I sense that he's been grieving. What did you make? Did you notice like the golden painted like animal skull that was on a post next to him? Interesting. But that's I'm sure that was a shrine to golden youth. I guess so. Um, Earlier, Humongous had also had an animal skull like on a post next to him during the montage. I noticed that. I don't know what it means or if it's just cheap set design that kind of looks interesting. I I think it's supposed to look tribal and and sinister. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but the golden bit, that's probably, painted gold, it, that's yeah, probably golden in youth. honor of golden youth. So Max's car, he tears through their camp as Wes is like scrambling to get some of the other punks uh, together to go out after him. Um, it's like Benny Hill style, isn't it? That's just that sped up motion. Yeah. And I think because they couldn't drive that fast. So they were like, we're going to run the speed at half. Right. We're going to run the, we're going to run the film at half speed. Right. They're driving the car with the tortured hostages tied to the front. Yeah. And then Humongous comes running out of his tent. You disobey me, you puppy. It's so stupid. I kind of know what Humongous' deal is. I think he was like the manager of a pet smart. That's what <laughs> Or whatever the Australian equivalent was in 1981. I like your thing, though. He was like a, was he a dog breeder? No, he, he, was, he a, was a small pet veterinarian. He was a pet. He was a vet for like gerbils and birds. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So now they're flying down the highway. There's some amazing natural light in the shots of Max, like trying to escape as he switches switches on the blower. 
like at that moment the the light is it's again that like purplish dawn okay golden it's amazing i love this shit dude yeah he's being chased after by uh vehicles one with a couple of hostages on the front um wes is like riding out on the fucking hood of the car i think i'm vernon fucking wells was fearless man yeah. he was doing some of this shit he for like, real yeah he's like i'm fine i'll do it toady was riding there up on the roof um wes gives like the signal and the driver hits the nitrous tank and then like the car fucking rockets off up i beside. feel the speed like again <laughs> like with the cranking up of the frame rate it's like <laughs> so wes has somehow a giant chrome exhaust pipe i think he like ripped it off of the car they were driving either that or he just it was like nearby but it makes it would yeah like why would he just have that i feel like i feel like that car had one on the other side like maybe okay, had a pair of them and he ripped one off but ah, he Jesus. he takes this huge exhaust pipe and he shatters max's windshield it's fucking intense max crashes and it is a spectacular crash how i'm not sure wes could have swung that thing that far over without jumping on max's car that's a good ass point but we'll We'll suspend that disbelief. This is this is this movie is proof that when a movie is working and it's fucking really good, you just don't stop to no. think about the little things like that. Mm-mm. Versus when a movie's really not working and you notice all that stuff. Right. Um but yeah, so it's a damn travesty about that car. Oh, a dude, apparently they left that wreck, like they rolled it off the thing and they just left it there. Like that for years later, people would go out there and they'd stop and take pictures with the wreckage of the car. That's ass. Until people were stealing like all the little bits they could cut off of the car and stuff like that. Now there's nothing left apparently. But that's amazing to me. Wow, that's not a metaphor for humanity. I don't know what it is. (laughs) This is accurate. (laughs) Fucking accurate and depressing. Yeah. The car is completely totaled. Yeah, like gas is leaking everywhere. A fucking battered Max. Max is also totaled. Yeah, he's dragging himself out of just that wrecked car. Thank God that dog seems to be okay. Unharmed, which is a miracle, isn't it? When I'm driving with my dog in the car, I'm always like thinking, like if a crash happens, is my dog just fucking dead meat? Like, cause he's right in the floorboard yeah. or he's up on the seat or whatever. Anyway, that's, that's uh, sad. The bad guys, they double back to come and like scavenge the gas off the right. car. It was the impression I got. Wes tells him if Max is alive, if he's alive, I want him. Right. Toadie and the other dude he had with him, they go down there, they find the cars empty. Toadie is just like a natural born follower, man. He's like, the tanks are full. Oh, mighty Wes. And it's all <laughs> yours. <laughs> Imagine this society. I think you have to like find a role oh, in, yeah. that you can survive in. And if Absolutely. you're not a dominant person, then you need to be a submissive person. Yeah. Or bide um, your time until you can switch roles. So the driver of the vehicle is like all covered head to toe leather. He finds Max sort of hiding behind a big rock. Mm-hmm. He raises his crossbow. And at that moment, dog sort of jumps out to defend him. Dog assist number six. Mm-hmm. And the, the last one, sadly, because... The driver shoots dog. You get that yelp that fucking we, pulls my heartstrings. We don't like it. R.I.P. Dog. We talked about this before. Like hurting an animal is unforgivable. It's an unforgivable sin. It's like you know hurting your your human foe. We get that. Yeah. But hurting an animal is just like there's no excuse. Yeah. Harming a child and then harming animals. Those are the those are the things you don't do. This one is like especially rough because the dog was just such an incredible companion to yep. Max. Um, now he's going to reload his crossbow at the, in the meantime, Toadie has triggered the 
booby trap right. on the fuel tanks. I like Max, like who's like just futilely trying to raise his shotgun to defend himself. It just is like, like he's trying like, to he's fight like falling out to of his your hand. last fucking breath, man. Um, right as at this moment, everything sort of collides and the car just explodes. It kills Toadie. Kills the other bad guy that was down Massive there. Massive explosion. Wes looks very disappointed. Huge. Like I don't know what the effect was, but it looked like the it looked like a body exploded in the oh, explosion. Oh yeah, I think there was like it just like meat. Yeah, flying. it's crazy. Vernon Wells, fucking super intense. He's just yeah. got an intense face. Yeah, he's disappointed. He wanted a shot. I guess he assumes Max died in that fireball. That's as what well. I was thinking. Like more bad guys arrive, and Wes tells him it's over. Let's go. It's like, really? You don't want to spend five minutes to go down there and I check? I feel like Wes, of all people, would want to fuck the skull of Max. <laughs> if, well, yes. Right? At least get a closer look. Yeah, he'd like want to take his there's, head. There's no way in hell he wouldn't have gone down there to check. I don't buy it either, but it works well for this particular movie. It's convenient for Max. It, it is indeed. Because <laughs> um, he couldn't even hold up his arm to take a shot. Absolutely. Like, back at the, back at the refinery compound... Uh, gyro captain sees smoke rising on the horizon. He's right. like, fuck you. Oh, blew man, it. You blew it. He goes to his gyrocopter. I guess he's going to go and check it out. Uh, we see Max sort of dragging himself through the desert. It looks like he's fucked up his non braced leg at this point too. So he's, he's going to need another leg. Brace. It's a rough day for our boy, Max. Yeah. He rolls over. He sees the gyrocopter like hovering over him. Uh, Gyro captain, he gathers him up, he flies him back to the refinery. This is a fucking amazing shot, isn't it? The aerial shot of like Mel Gibson, Mel hanging Gibson out. close up. Yeah. Like that shit was for real. Yeah. Like he was hanging out of a helicopter or whatever. And they shot that shit. It's amazing. Like you don't notice until you're watching on a big screen that like you can see the details that they're flying over the Marauder camp and then they're flying over the refinery. They're, they're way up there. It's a stand up move also from gyro captain. To like go out there and get him and bring him back. Yep. Because Ma- Max is in rough shape. Yeah, I like, I like Cap like trying to assure him like relax, partner. Moni, relax, partner. Yeah, they did it's this like, weird sort of trippy like double image effect, and they slowed the dialogue like down. Max it's, had a head injury going on or something like that. <laughs> oh, for sure, this dude's concussed as yeah. hell. Uh, later on, Max wakes up. He's in the infirmary. Is it the same day? Is it another? Is it days later? Oh, he knows? left early, early that morning. I think it's like that same day. Well, I think it's probably that night. Okay, it had to be that night. So, yeah. Remember, if it's, if remember it's earlier when Papa Gallo was saying we're going to leave tonight? That was like two days ago. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> it is just like later that afternoon. But I, I mean, could with, be with that I, kind of head injury, though. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like you could be out for you could be out for five hours. You could be out for twenty five hours. Yeah, I don't know. You never know. Um, we got haunted looking guys lying in there. Is he dead? I got the impression he was dead, but we dead didn't really catatonic. see. We don't really know. We didn't really see his death. Last time we saw him was um, Wes headbutted him and tossed him off the wall. I like that feral kid like hanging upside down in the doorway, keeping a vigil over Max. He's also like gathered up all of Max's things and he's like guarding them for him or whatever. Fucking, yeah, it's kind of great. Hey, did feral kid take over the role of dog? Sort of. <laughs> he's he's not. He's, he's sort of pet like. Yeah. Um, now, Papa Gallo is outside. He's sort of prepping everyone for the big escape. Yeah. He says he's telling him he's going to drive the tanker. He says, we're going to crash or we're going to crash through, mm-hmm. which is a paraphrase of a famous like slogan that a uh, Australian prime minister had said or something. Okay. Um, he's also just like proudly wielding Max's double barrel. 
God, like he's claimed it for himself. Yeah. Uh, he says, you know, they're all going to swarm on the tanker. So everyone else, we're going to split up when you get outside. Head, uh, what, head north to a rendezvous to point. Yeah, 200 miles to the north. Uh, everyone wait there. There's, like, what do you say? There's a bridge. We'll and wait a- till sunset. And then we'll keep going with whoever makes it that far. Yeah. So hope to see you there. So Max sort of comes hobbling out of the infirmary. He's using Feral Kid like a crutch. He's like got his his hand is on Feral Kid's head. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, people are bickering over like who's going to be riding in what vehicle. You got the mechanic who's desperately he wants to be on the tanker. Yeah, he wants to ride in the Vanguard, baby. Well, he's saying like, look, I built this thing. Like I got it running again. I want to ride on it. Right. And Warrior Woman is telling him no. Truly, you know, she's got a valid point because he's valuable. Yes, like mechanic should mechanic should have been on the bus. That to, to me, like a mechanic, the mechanic, the guy who can keep the vehicles running, is like he as is valuable worth, a person in the community as you can have. Yeah, like he, he's like water or gas. And if I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily been spoken, but people who are on the tanker, that's like almost the suicide run. Yep, and he's. The, yeah, well, like, he, says, dude, he just said that the marauders are going to swarm the tanker. Yeah, it's like we can't have so you being on the tanker. Like we need you to keep the bus and every other vehicle we've got running until we can get to wherever. Yeah, his life should be more protected. Agreed. I think than the others. So now this is Max's big hero moment or big mm-hmm. hero moment number two. If it's all the same to you, I'll drive that tanker. It's like amazing stuff yep. to me. Uh. Papa Gala says, now it's too late for deals. And he's like, no, I don't want a deal. I just want to drive. He's like, why the big change of heart? Believe me, I haven't got a choice. What? I mean, but what? Otherwise, what was going to happen? Like, were they just going to leave Max in the compound and leave? Maybe. Were they going to put him in the bus? I guess they probably would have put him in the bus. So it's weird to me that they are acting like they don't want him to drive the tanker. Yeah. Just, you know. If assuming they weren't going to leave him and maybe they were going to leave him. Yeah. I don't know. At this point he ditched them. Like, I don't know that they necessarily owe him much. Correct. Um, I do like Zeta says, and how are you going to do that? I mean, look at you. You couldn't even drive a wheelchair. It's, it's, ins- it's insensitive to the mechanic in my opinion. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's <laughs> a fucking sick burn on Max. He does look Papa rough Gallo basically says, Max, you look like shit. <laughs> yes. Max tells him to cut the crap and points out he's still their best chance. That's also true. I don't know what Max's plan is either. Like, I guess to rebuild and go on his own once he, once they get clear of this place. Yeah, I don't even, I don't, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know either, but basically everyone's on board. Papagallo, he hands the sawed off back to Max, gives him a handful of shells and says, all right, let's get moving. And, uh, mm-hmm. that I think is the end of this chapter. Of it the certainly film. is. I'm excited I'm to just, get to I'm the, worked up into a lather with excitement. The last chapter is going to be nonstop balls to the wall. I'm ready for it. But first, let's drink. First, we rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will catch you next week. We'll be back. We'll be back.